so quite often what we challenge people to do, we ask them to remember the first time that they heard their recorded voice being played back. Oh, that's good. And what what was that feeling? So most people, when they hear their recorded voice for the first time, how do they think about that? Well, I don't know. I mean, I was a small child. My father had one of those small uh, little uh, portable mm-hmm. cassette recorders. Yeah. And I think he taped us as small children at a Christmas event. And I can remember hearing it back. And you just can't even believe it's you. You say, who is that? It's, who is it's, it? it sounds awkward, yeah. doesn't it? It's like, oh, my, do I, do I really sound like exactly. that? So what we try to do is get people comfortable with the sound of their own voice. Say the words out loud and hear them rather than bounce them around inside of your head. Hear the words that you say. Here's what we encourage people to speak to themselves as if they speak to a friend. We ask people to give encouragement and support like they'd be talking to a friend. However, play it back to themselves. Lovely. I love that idea. Finding your own voice has been amazing. And now that I see this in myself, giving it away and seeing it in other girls, I teach at a teen girl rock camp, preteens in Western Massachusetts, has been the most empowering and biggest thing in my life as far as knowing, which I didn't know in fifth grade when I started playing the drums, what the future of my life would be with drumming and healing and how important it would play into this day and age. And talk about the Me Too movement. You know, there you have it right there. Women are finding their voice and starting to use it. One of the things that a person feels most disrespected is when they feel they're not being heard. Absolutely. And I think that it's taught from an early age. Again, I just can't say enough about what goes into, you know, Jim, as I talk about all the time, we're vibrational beings. We live in a vibrational world. We're rhythm beings. We live in a rhythm world. What goes into us basically by osmosis from the ages of zero to seven or eight is phenomenal. And what I believe sets the path for a lot of our life. You have to really be mindful, awake, and challenging to change that course of that trajectory. Well, those are those are also known as imprint years, where our minds are like dry sponges and we soak in uh, the the things that are around us. So when you're dealing with these young ladies, unfortunately, most people view young people as, well, they'll get over it. Okay. Or they're, they're young. They'll, they, they, they can't really feel like that. But the hurt that a 15 year old feels, the emotional pain is every bit as significant as somebody at 25, 35, 85, or 105. And their feelings and their thoughts are discounted. Yeah, absolutely, especially with women. Oh, yes, ab- absolutely, you know? which is why I'm so impressed. I'd like to yeah. hear a little bit more about your work with these young ladies. Yeah, it's it's a phenomenal thing. Like I said, in my own experience, having known that that time when I wasn't getting the attention was the time that I used to develop myself, let me go one step further. Then, as I came out as a strong drummer, I was very cool to all the boys. So now what happened in my world, Jim, which was phenomenal, was they let me into the boys' locker room. So now I got to hear both sides of of the coin, what was happening from the boys' angle and also from the girls' angle. And that's when I started to see the paradigm we're against at a young age. I didn't know exactly what, what it was all about yet. But I knew there was something going on that I wasn't quite clear about, and it wasn't what we thought it was. 
So as I got the opportunity, I had the opportunity to teach at the Institute for the Musical Arts at their summer teen camps, girl camps, and preteen, I was blown away by just how few of them had really gotten in touch with their own voice. And by using the drums, especially the big drums, the floor toms, the big loud sounds, the things that I told you that we are taught as young women not to be, not to take up loud, not to be, take up too much space. So you can't be big. You know, you can't sit with your legs spread across, you know, everything that goes with it. The first thing I do is get them hitting drums loudly. And it's almost frightening to them at first, like hearing your voice the first time. But then as they start to do it, they realize, oh, wow, there's some power here. And then by the end of the week, week and a half, the 10 days, they are quickly, they get in touch with that voice and they embody it. And once they're there, wow, then you've got a different person the next year and the next year and their parents come back and say, whatever they did at that camp was amazing. So what you're helping them do is to build on achievable goals, okay? You're helping them develop some confidence. One of the best ways to build self-esteem is to do something that you do well. And that's what you help people build on. Things are in layers. Unfortunately, we live in a society where we develop instant gratification. We want to plant a cherry seed and have cherry pie in the afternoon. Okay. Uh, so, so what we, what we help people understand is one of the reasons that drug and alcohol addiction becomes such an established pattern of behavior is because the rewards are immediate and intense. So however, the work that we do, Janelle, the rewards are incremental. Okay. So what we try to do is help people to reward themselves along the way in a, in a, in a good way. And how, how do you, how do you get that across to? To reward in that situation at the camps, you know, um, the, the wonderful thing about the camps is that, you know, they're always trying to encourage people to the people who are involved, the young women to, to diss the distractions, the cell phones, to really Im- give full immersion let's, into the let's, into the let's, music. Could we could we stop yeah. right there? To eliminate the distractions. Yeah. Let's please focus on that a bit. Uh, let me see if I can go here. Yeah, the cell phone thing is a big thing. I mean, you, everyone knows that, right? I just had another teacher I spoke with today that he demands that they drop their cell phone uh, in a basket before they do their vocal course and not only do are they getting lots more done but the young people this is a phenomenal uh, statement jim the young people have come up to him and said oh my gosh i feel so much better because they can take response they can they don't have to be responsible to being there for other people through this device to answering their mother most of the time it's their parents calling them on their cell phone and distracting them at the camps or distracting them at school and so it gives them a little bit of um freedom in and an empowered way so what we're talking really about is this concept of one thing mindfully at a time in trying to avoid multitasking so we can focus on one thing so we don't have all this outside chatter and information overload. Yes, and that's a challenge because our culture 
And business world is teaching us that we can and should be multitasking. And I highly disagree with that. Well, I've seen people that have had resumes and they've actually listed that as a skill. However, all that really is is an anxiety builder. (laughs) <laughs> and it is truly is and leads to procrastination as how really and truly how many things can you do well at once? Yeah. I mean, if you read all the experts books, there's one thing at a time you can do at once because that's where your focus is. So when we're talking about focusing, we're talking about dealing what's right in front of us. We're talking about avoiding time traveling. And we, of course, we did groups on time traveling together and try to avoid that. And and of all the mindfulness that we discuss, you know, it's not going to Thailand and sitting on satin pillows surrounded by 10,000 <laughs> candles going mm all day. It's, yeah. it's, really, it's really about paying attention on purpose. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, you can't be in both sides of your brain at the same time. They, they work quickly back and forth. But I have a mentor who always reminds me, you know, LeBron isn't um, – thinking and analyzing it himself while he's dunking the ball, he's dunking the ball. That's correct. And that's a huge thing to pay attention to. Which is one of the reasons why we've developed full impact mindfulness Yes, about participating in your life, uh, developing, exploding your world into color. We, we talk about people exploding through their lives, okay? Which is one of the reasons why, you know, our minds get a little cheesy every now and then, which is why <laughs> we had to tattoo it on our arms. Yeah, I love that. I'm right here, it's right now. I love it. I'm right here, and it's right now. Yeah, I love that. So you're dealing with these young ladies up there. Tell us us about some of the, there's few things that are more gratifying than seeing the light come on in somebody's eyes. Say say about that. Yeah, there's something about it, especially when you can literally hear the change in their voice, um, their body posture. and then, like I said, we get a, a, a massive amount of feedback from the parents over the next few months of how these 10 days have changed them. Now, in, at our camps, it's an overnight camp. That's very different. So we treat these young women like we're in one big band together. And you've got to really learn how to negotiate. If you want to stay up late, you could stay up late all night, but you've still got to make class at 11. We don't even make it that early. You know, you've got to make all the classes. So, and if you want to stay up night, late making music, you might be interfering with someone else's sleep. You've got to pay attention to that. So it really is a, a hands-on life immersion. Again, I have to say immersing someone in, in a holistic environment is really key to creating great change. So you, what, are, what are you're doing is you're helping these young ladies understand that they have the ability to make choices. Absolutely. And one of the things they highly stress there, and I love this, is collaborative leadership, which is a really, it's from the, it's more like from around the kitchen table kind of a thing, like cooking in a kitchen. It's the way women collaborate to bring things together rather than an authoritarian structure from the top down. So when people don't believe that they have a voice at the table, yes. there's little or no chance that they're going to be invested in that. That's right. There's little or no chance. But when they do, everything in their life changes. Their whole world changes. When people feel they have some input into their lives or into decision making, 
they feel so much better. They feel so much more invested. Absolutely. And that goes for the teachers too. We have to learn to listen. And listening is a big part of my work, as you know, Jim. I'm a drummer and that's very loud. And doing it, of course, is very beneficial with the bilateral motion. Yet the deep listening is another aspect that I think is really timely right now. Active listening is one of the most, 90% of communication is active listening. Although the listeners out there know that I'm deeply in love with the sound of my own voice. Uh, no one in the history of dust has ever, ever learned anything by talking. Ever. Ever. That's so true. And I'm sure that you've been in situations before, and particularly maybe in doctor's offices or whatever, where you know you weren't being heard. Absolutely. How does that make you feel, Janelle? Uh, when you're not being heard, you know, I now at this point with so much information out there, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt that maybe they might not have heard of there's so much to learn now, especially in a doctor's office. I mean, the doctors I know are faced with an overwhelming amount of information they must know just about chemicals and how they mix together. So, you know, the idea of not being heard about your personal situation, and I'm a firm believer just that every situation is unique. And that's why I love Seclair and what you guys were doing up there and why I joined Voices for that time was you were approaching things from the whole lifestyle, your whole lifestyle. It wasn't just your your head was the problem. It wasn't that whatever. They were looking at your diet and what did you do and how much did you move and how many people did you hang out with. We did that too with the young people. Um, and then what happens with them collectively working together like this, they've now created their own sisterhood. Well, quite often what we challenge people to do is treat themselves like they are a flower. And with young ladies, quite often what I look at is I ask them that, I suggest to them that flowers don't compare themselves to other flowers. They merely bloom. And what does it take to make a flower grow? Uh, water, sunlight, and soil. Yeah. The water is how you treat your physical body. The sunlight is some connection with something. And we make no apologies whatsoever about the importance of having some type of spirituality, some type of connection with something. And the soil is the people, places, things, situations that you plant yourself in, that right. the people that you surround yourself with. And again, Janelle, that's a choice. Yeah. And I can't say enough about that choice. I mean, it was something as a kid that we all heard over and over again. It's you know, who are you hanging out with? You know, they're not good for you or whatever. Oh, boy. And, you know, we all heard it, right? <laughs> um, and yet now a little older, I have to say, I, I find myself saying, well, who am I hanging out with? Who who are you hanging out with if, if someone's struggling? Um, because our support system, well, what we focus on gets bigger. So if we have friends around us that are focusing on things that aren't nurturing us, aren't feeding our spirit, and I agree with you, you, you must find some connection to the sunlight, call it what you may, what, however you can make that connection haps, happen, do it. If it's praying, if it's dancing, whatever it is, If it's tree it. hugging, whatever That's it right, is. whatever it is. Because um, most, people, most people, even though we're this technology, we're connected with everything, Janelle, a lot of the people I deal with feel so alone. 
feel so alone, even with this technology. Isn't that wild? Please check out our website at fishingwithoutfaith.com, where you can listen to the show, comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. If you're interested in flying the colors of Fishing Without Bait, click the shop icon on our website. We have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.